Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Ecotech. On today's episode of Ecotech, we're going to talk about Apple repairs in 2022. Now, I give a lot of advice on this podcast in regards to repairs and warranties. So I kind of felt like when I found out some things that it was just my responsibility to kind of share that with you because I don't necessarily want you to think that the advice that I'm giving you is somehow just not relatable or you find yourself in a situation when it comes to repairing your product using your Apple warranty or what have you, and you find that you can't necessarily apply the information that I give you in the same way. So I just wanted to kind of clarify some things when it comes to Apple repairs, specifically in 2022. All right, so lately what we've had going on is this right to repair movement. And I've kind of heard things about it. I didn't really take the time to read like a full article or anything about it until recently. And so if you were to go and try and get a Apple device repair, you'd notice that the repair process is very different than what it normally is. Now on the website, you might even be thrown a few errors or two. And this is simply because they've been trying to change the infrastructure of how they manage repairs. This right to repair movement would be the biggest cause for that. So last year, around November, Apple announced this self-repair program. Now this program, it seems absolutely amazing if you think about it, because there are many people that don't necessarily want to go into an Apple store or even to a repair shop to get their item repaired. And so this just opens up an additional option for you to be able to actually go in and say, I want to repair my item myself, and then you get authentic parts, and then you just do it yourself. The self-repair program is set to launch this year. I didn't see the option for it when I was on the support website, so I would assume that maybe it hasn't launched yet. I could be wrong. It might already be out. Now, the whole thing kind of came about because there was an awareness that technology was being created in such a way that doesn't really allow the consumer to fix their own products. Maybe there would be like a special part that you would need that you could only get from the manufacturer, or there would be special screws on these devices that you couldn't really get a tool for. And this is essentially building a piece of technology in a way where the consumer can't go into it and operate on it themselves. The right to repair movement essentially is saying that this isn't necessarily right. We should have the ability to experiment or open or operate or at the very least repair our own devices if we want to. We pay for these devices. Why can't we open them and go inside them and just kind of like do whatever we want once we actually own them? The right to repair movement actually has a bill. So this bill would allow uh, for the average consumer to fix their own electronics and or to be able or to have the capability of bringing it into their local repair shop and then just having their local repair shop fix their item for them. This is just opening up the choices so that you aren't necessarily dependent on sending your device into the manufacturer. They also believe that one of the major reasons that companies are actually designing their products in a way like this is to be able to increase their service revenue so that you depend on them for repairs and then either you 
pay whatever fees that it costs to repair your device or you pay whatever deductible you might have to pay. And so for them, this increases service revenue. If your item were to break down, the manufacturer is the only one to fix it. You send it there and then you pay them to actually fix it. And so they're under the impression that this is to increase service revenue. And for all we know, this might have been the case. As we know, Apple is very, very famous for creating things that are unique to its ecosystem, like the lightning cable. That's a cable that you can't use on any other item except for an Apple item. All right, so we've heard about the right to repair movement. So let's hear about some of the arguments that's against this bill. All right, so apparently this bill has been brought up in a few states. And so the major arguments for not passing this bill, that if we were to just allow people or make it easier for people to, essentially it opens up all this information to people who are not trained properly and not qualified to be able to operate on these devices. Giving people the ability to just easily open and operate on these devices, it's like a security issue. All of your personal information, all of your data, all these things are completely exposed. If someone is not necessarily trained or qualified, then they should not have the right to operate on these devices. There are things inside of our devices today that house some very personal things. Like think about this, your facial scans are stored on your device. Your thumbprint, the more information you hand out about how the infrastructure works, the less valuable their actual system is. The bill essentially is very controversial and it's controversial because on one hand you have the people that really desire to be able to go into their devices and upgrade them and make customizations and modify them. And then on the other hand you have the people that are fighting against this kind of bill because it just opens up too many avenues for individuals who are not qualified. So currently the bill has not passed and it probably won't pass in its current state right now. Since this movement has occurred or since the awareness of this has uh, come out in a sense, uh, since people have been turned on to the facts of what has been happening, companies have been making a lot of changes. Apple has really taken in the considerations of the right to repair movement. What Apple is saying is that they want people that have gone through the process to get qualified to operate on their devices. One of the major changes that have been made that I've personally noticed, now independent repair shops do have an opportunity to jump in and take a piece of that market as far as repairs go. They're handing out the ability for these independent shops to be able to work on and repair different devices. And this is just currently, this might change from by the time you hear uh, this video, but all of the repairs have been completely delegated to authorized Apple repair shops. Now, there are a few stores that are actually doing repairs where you can make an appointment and actually go inside. But what you'll notice is that they are few and far in between. So what I want you to take away is when you go and you actually buy your manufacturer's warranty for Apple, this might not be a permanent thing, but for right now, you'll have to really adapt to the times of what's going on. So overall, I really do hope that this helps you to adjust a little bit. That's been another episode of Ecotech, and I will see you guys in the next one.